A reading from the first book of Kings. The queen of Sheba, having heard of Solomon's fame, came to test him with subtle questions. She arrived in Jerusalem with a very numerous retinue and with camels bearing spices, a large amount of gold, and precious stones. She came to Solomon and questioned him on every subject in which she was interested. King Solomon explained everything she asked about, and there remained nothing hidden from him that he could not explain to her. When the Queen of Sheba witnessed Solomon's great wisdom, the palace he had built, the food at his table, the seating of his ministers, the attendance and the garb of his waiters, his banquet service, and the burnt offerings he offered in the temple of the Lord, she was breathless. The report I heard in my country about your deeds and your wisdom is true, she told the king. Though I did not believe the report until I came and saw with my own eyes, I have discovered that they were not telling me the half. Your wisdom and prosperity surpass the report I heard. Blessed are your men, blessed these servants of yours, who stand before you always and listen to your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord your God, whom it has pleased to place you on the throne of Israel. In his enduring love for Israel, the Lord has made you king to carry out judgment and justice. Then she gave the king 120 gold talents, a very large quantity of spices and precious stones. Never again did anyone bring such an abundance of spices as the Queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon.
Jesus summoned the crowd again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. Nothing that enters one from outside can defile that person, but the things that come out from within are what defile. When he got home away from the crowd, his disciples questioned him about the parable. He said to them, Are even you likewise without understanding? Do you not realize that everything that goes into a person from outside cannot defile, since it enters not the heart but the stomach and passes out into the latrine? Thus he declared all foods clean. But what comes out of the man, that is what defiles him. From within the man, from his heart, come evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, folly. All these evils come from within, and they defile. Verbum Domini. We hear today about the visit of the Queen of Sheba to King Solomon and are told that she came to test him with subtle questions. And she had heard about his great wisdom, but she wanted to see it for herself. She questioned him on every subject in which she was interested, and he explained everything she had asked about, and there remained nothing hidden from him that he could not explain to her. She was so impressed that she said his wisdom surpassed the reports that she had heard about him. She not only praised Solomon and his servants, but she also praised his God. Then also gave him an abundance of gold, spices, and precious stones. So Solomon's wisdom was seen as much more valuable than all the wealth that she had, that she gave to him. Queen of Sheba had made quite a sacrifice to encounter the wisdom of Solomon. 
her long travel, and in the very generous gift that she gave him in gratitude. Just to give you an idea, one commentator noted that it would have been about 2,500 miles that she would have traveled to visit Solomon. Now, if you look at MapQuest, which I did briefly this morning, it's like from going from here to San Francisco without a plane or a car or a train. That would take a long time and quite a bit of sacrifices involved in that. It shows her hunger for wisdom. In St. Matthew's Gospel, we hear that our Lord referencing this example from Scripture of the Queen of Sheba going to see Solomon. And yet we're reminded, he reminds us, that our Lord is much greater than Solomon. He is the wisdom of God incarnate, made flesh for us. Do we have a desire for the wisdom of God and for the teachings of Christ, as the Queen of Sheba had for the wisdom of Solomon? Again, she was willing to make great sacrifice, great sacrifices to witness it for herself. We heard in the responsorial psalm today that the mouth of the just murmurs wisdom and that the law of God is in their heart. So if we have a great desire for wisdom and truth, we will be spending time reflecting on God's word, on his truth, and his teachings and then sharing that with others. And in the gospel today, our Lord makes it clear that what defiles is not what we eat or whether or not we wash our hands before eating, but it's what comes from within our hearts. It's sin that defiles us. Evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, and folly. These things are evil and they are what defile us and defile our hearts. Our Lord's trying to emphasize that our decision for or against God takes place in our hearts. In scripture, the heart represents the inner depths of the person. It's in our hearts where we either respond generously to God or we reject him and his graces. In his commentary on the Gospel of St. Mark, St. Bede says of this passage that we heard today, some believe that evil thoughts are inspired wholly by the devil and that the human will cannot be held responsible for them. It is true that the devil can inspire evil thoughts, but he is not their origin. This is really important because it makes a distinction between a temptation and a sin. That the devil can tempt us exteriorly, but the fact that we're being tempted does not mean that we've sinned. A good image is one that's been given of an island in the middle of the ocean. An island cannot prevent the waves from crashing on its shores but as it resists the forces of those waves, so we too can resist the assaults of temptations in our minds and in our hearts. And when temptation comes, a battle then takes place in our hearts. A well-formed conscience will help encourage us to resist temptation, to renounce it. Whereas concupiscence, that sinful tendency within us to fall into sin, that weak tendency, 
it will urge us to commit the sin. And so three ways are given to help us resist temptation. Prayer, remembering our death, and thinking about the consequences of sin. So prayer, remember our Lord said very explicitly, pray that you may not enter into temptation. And remembering death, the book of Sirach says, in all you do, remember the end of your life and then you will never sin. It's a good thing to reflect upon. I think it was St. Francis de Sales who said with regard to grave temptation, if I were on my deathbed, how would I respond to this temptation? If I was dying, it would be much easier to say no, to firmly reject any temptation that might separate me from God. And third, thinking of the consequences of sin. I remember several years ago, I heard one of uh, Father Mitch Pacwa's radio programs, and a young man had called in and he was struggling with temptations against lust, and he had asked for just some counsel advice, how do I overcome this, because it was uh, troubling him very much. And Father Mitch said, you know, the last time I had a donut was in the 90s, and he remembered the exact time that well, his last donut that he had eaten. He said, the reason it's been so long since I've had a donut is because the last time I ate a donut, I became physically sick. I got sick to my stomach. And now I don't even crave donuts. I just have to think of how I felt when I had that last donut and I don't crave the donut. And then he compared that, related it to the spiritual life, to temptation. If we think of how we feel after we fall into sin, the misery, the chaos, the confusion, the shame, the guilt, everything just falls apart, that's a pretty good source of strength to resist temptation in the future. So again, we have prayer, remembering our death, and thinking of the consequences of sin. Whatever the temptation might be, it's important to turn our thoughts at once or as soon as possible away from that temptation because the temptation only grows stronger the longer we let it linger in our minds and our hearts. Not only does the temptation grow stronger, but our, weak, our wills become weaker. So it's good to head it off as soon as possible, to renounce it, to resist it, to call upon God for his grace and his strength. So we ask the Lord for the grace today to strengthen us in the daily battle against temptation and sin and the struggle for holiness of life and that he might increase in us the desire for himself, who is our strength and the source of all wisdom.